Nice to see your faces. Well, we'll sing one more song, maybe. We'll stand to our feet tonight and sing. I had a song written, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. We haven't sang that for a while, brother. Benjamin, do we know that song? Amen. I appreciated the service this morning. Brother Murphy, I think that's the best he's ever ministered. Amen. The Lord just taking us further, taking us on. and Hallelujah. If that's the way the new year starts, it's going to be wonderful. Amen. Let's sing this song tonight. sing it again in prayer let's just think about this new year on the Sunday first Sunday evening of the new year as we're consecrating ourselves now and looking to him let's sing this as a channel of faith back to God Lord I believe you're going to make a way Lord in the situation for our lives and specifically now let your heart just reach out as we sing it oh our God will make worship around your burden and around your heart, God. Lord, we want to thank you for your nearness, Lord. 
You've always been faithful and near. Pray for your comforting spirit and your healing angels to come by this service tonight. We pray for leadership and guidance for each heart here, every soul, every need. We commit one another to you, Lord. Thankful for the ministry of the word. We're thankful that you know the secrets of the heart. Already tonight, you've already gone before us and provided a way for us, given us the answer. Bless the service tonight and our Sunday evenings. They would be blessed throughout the year. Strengthen your people. Edify the body. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. Give you this meeting in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 26. Thank you, musicians. Appreciate you. I want to remember the uh, Friday night uh, youth meeting. And the uh, Lord will minister to our young people. Amen. Genesis 26. We'll start looking at verse 12 here. As children of Abraham and of this promise. Wednesday night we spoke on patience and waiting in 2018. And tonight I want to speak on deeper in 2018. So just the first few services of uh, the new year. We'll go into some of these thoughts that the Lord can put into our hearts for the the new year. Genesis 26, verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Wow. Amen. Isn't that incredible? This is a good year. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. And he had possession of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him or were jealous. For all the wells, we're going to be speaking tonight on water. All the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerir and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. These are important verses because we're sons and daughters of the word through our prophet. And Abraham is a type also of that prophetic um, ministry. And we're going to get into this a little bit. And we've heard through our prophet William Branham. And there were certain uh, wells that were dug. There were certain messages. There was inspirations that was dug in the times of our prophet. And Satan has loved to fill up those wells throughout the years. But the sons of God and daughters of God and the seed of Abraham are going to dig up those same wells and get the same inspiration and the same anointing and the same power that was brought through our father is now going to come through the bride of Christ. So we see that in verse 18. And Isaac digged again the well 
wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. May God give you that this year as you dig deeper. Wells of springing water. You can have your seats. Amen. Uh, the brothers from Japan were in touch with us this afternoon. And this brother Craig Boer and brother Timothy Pruitt and, and uh, brother George Winters. And they baptized four more people in uh, Japan. And uh, bringing that total, and I, I wrote down the total and I forgot to write it down. It's 20 to 30 that they've baptized in Japan now. So we praise the Lord for that. And we thank the Lord for what He's doing in your life. And Brother Kyle Morton and Brother Michael Landis had a wonderful weekend in uh, Belgium. Uh, three services each. And there were young people from over 20 different countries came f- to the meetings. And um, they were a real blessing. And those services are are archived and you can get those uh, from, there's a website on the bulletin board if you're interested. We just thank God that God's alive and around the globe, it's a global revival. It's not just a localized um, revival, but it's something that God's doing. I I wanted to mention something that happened on Friday uh, with Sister Lisa St. John and, and her father passing away. I was in the office on Friday and we, and we got the call actually that Sister Lisa was uh, having some um, health issues going into the hospital. And so we uh, went uh, and left the office and went down to the hospital. And it was just at that time that they were going to meet with the family and actually going to pull the life support from Brother Eddie Watkins. He's a 79-year-old veteran of the message. And they had all agreed to be there and, and uh, be on FaceTime with the St. John family. But then this medical issue came up with Sister Lisa. So they delayed that. And um, so we came into the emergency and was with the St. John family. And then Sister Anna Hope and, and Brother Gary, they left Sister Lisa in the emergency and slipped out to be with the other family and brother Eddie Watkins they pulled the plug and within seconds he just slipped off into his new body and they were kind of out of the room for a little while and they came back in and sister Lisa had said daddy's gone daddy's gone she didn't even uh, she didn't even know the news she didn't know why that that they had even been away but she said, Daddy's gone. It was exactly at 5.45. She just said he just came through the room. And she, this was her words that she just felt him. And she, he just went right by her and went off. And that was the very minute our brother Eddie passed away. You know, God knows how to comfort the saints. He loves his people. And we have great comfort and great rest in knowing that God is with us. We wouldn't even have been with the family if that hadn't have happened. God just had us right there to be with them and pray with them. And another soldier's gone on tonight. But here we are digging our wells. We're digging our land. We're going to get into that tonight just a little bit. And it's how much as deep as we dig this year is how deep and how much water God's going to give you. And if it's just very little, if your shovel and your strength is very shallow, that's where you're going to live. 
But if you can move under the pulsations of the Word and, and what the Holy Spirit's ministering to your heart, as deep as you go, that is how deep the waters will fill up the ditches in your family, in your life. So I encourage you, let's go deeper. Brother Branham in Invisible Union was speaking about that, about the church and about the body of Christ and how we're trying to lead them to deeper thoughts and higher objectives, believing that the coming of the Lord is at hand. And he said much more. It's 20 years closer than it was the first time he had been in Shreveport. We're 20 years closer. We're years closer than... Uh, it's, you know, he, he said in this message... I'm not looking for revival in our generation. I'm looking for the coming of the Lord in our generation. So revival means different things to different people. But we all should agree we're looking for the coming of the Lord. And in demonology, I'm just speaking about deeper for just a moment. He was talking about the church rising and the power of God and the tide. The tide coming higher, moving on. We're going from deeper depths and higher heights. He was talking about the power moving in, taking us deeper, taking us higher. And, and, and what is the Holy Ghost? He said, we're at the end time and people have, men has looked at this, for the end of this junction, for the coming of the Lord. They've had a lot to look forward to. And he's talking about how we're at the end time. And they know the church was to receive power that would work in the church. The same works of Christ. Because as a shadow becomes deeper and deeper and then it reflects more. And you take a shadow, the further away from the shade, the, the least reflection you get of the shade. But after the shade gets closer and closer to the tree, the shade is the same thing. So as we get closer to Christ, as we get closer to Him, we become the same thing. How many would desire to go deeper this year, spiritually? I, I know that's all of our hearts. Let's go back to Genesis 26 and just use this as a foundation. Speaking of Isaac, Genesis 26, verse 15. Abraham is a type of our prophet William Branham. Abraham met Melchizedek. He was given promises for future generations. Abraham was given a body-changing message. So we have received a body-changing message. And as we look at Isaac in Genesis 26 verse 15, his father had passed away, the father of faith. And now his son was uh, coming to the age where he was having to live out his own revelation. And the Bible says, For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. If you look at this word wells, it's talking about a spring or a place of water. It's, it's a place, as it says, wells, that it's more than one. So it's not just one place, but there's places in our lives that is going to meet the needs of this growing family, this maturing family. Isaac knew that there had to be more than just once a year, winter camp or summer camp or a special convention. He knew that there had to be times throughout the experiences more than once a year, but all the time, where water could be present for the people. Are we together on this? And, and the, the Bible says, The wells which his father's servants had digged 
in the days of Abraham his father. That, that, this word dig means they searched for something. They were exploring. It was a hands-on. It was a personal effort. It was more than just a good desire. I've got to have water. We've got to have water. But it was something that was a real live effort that was putting their faith into action. Isaac had a vision for future victories. So that's why he went back to his father Abraham's wells and started to dig in the same spots. Let's look at this as the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. That means the Philistines had shut them up. They tried to close them up. Whether secretly or by force or overpowering the Philistines, which is a type of the devil, they tried to stop up the water spout. Because they knew if you can get to the life source, if you can stop the water, you can't last long without water. And the Philistines had stopped up the wells. Let's look at verse 16. And it was at this time that Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerir and dwelt there. Now verse 18 here is a wonderful verse. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. I like this because the Philistines had tried to fill them with earth. He tried to fill up... uh, The believer's portion tried to get it all accomplished and what should have been consecrated to God. What should have been in the satisfaction of the believer to fulfill the believers. They had filled them with a bunch of dust. Just a bunch of dry earth and powder and ashes and rubbish. Maybe things of life. Just dry, loose, earthly things and debris and mortar and ore and rocks. And Isaac had a revelation. The people's got to get to the water. So he didn't go to a new place. But he went back to the place that had already been established by Abraham the prophet. And I believe this new, this new year, it's not a new message that we need. It's the seed of Abraham going back to the place where the wells had already been dug. But the world wants to fill in that place with a lot of debris and a lot of uh, rocks and a lot of unbelief. But it's time that the believers get out their spiritual shovels and say, Lord, we're going to dig in that same spot. Hallelujah. So Isaac began to dig in these wells. Dig in this same place that Abraham, his father, had dug in. And verse 18 says, He called their names after the names by which his father had called them. Can I give you some of the names of the wells? Would you like to know? The rapture. Things that are to be. Hallelujah. Future home. Satan tried to fill up the time, fill up their minds, bring social media, bring gaming, bring all kinds of pressure and financial pressure. 2018, we're going to face it. 
Throw it into colleges. Throw it into universities. Make things so filled up with debris and earthly things. But it's time that we go back to the wells. Christ, the mystery of God revealed. How can I overcome? Dig that well. And you'll find a gusher coming out. That'll be able to satisfy you. And it'll bring joy. The God who is rich in mercy. When the world says mercy's over, there's a bride that's digging down into a well. There's got to be mercy for this. The Bible says he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. So he dug down into the well of the message of grace. Dug down into perfect faith. Dug down into indictment. He begins to sense the trembling of how to approach things and go through life. And this generation has definitely been indicted because they've rejected the word. He didn't stop there and because of a misunderstanding or he hit some big bolter. He just said, I've got to get down there and find out what that means. It's God's chosen place of worship. Verse 19 is our last verse here. Genesis 26 Verse 19, I like this how it comes in a time of the valley. Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. Praise be to God. Can I talk about water for just a little bit? God, give us a more of a love for water. Give us a need for water. Because if we don't have the water, we're going to perish. Give us a respect for the water. The water is the Holy Spirit. And you dig down there. You dig down into a well and it begins to meet your needs and satisfy your longings. But it's digging deeper to get more of this water. I like it when it happens in the valley. He found there a well of springing water. Springing means it's living. It's alive. Amen. It's, it speaks of greenness, of vegetation that grows around places where there's springing waters. There's a spring there where it's flowing, where it's fresh, where it's lively, where it's active. It's not stagnated. And God help us. We're talking about digging deeper in 2018. Don't let our experiences get to a place where it's stagnated. But bring me to a well that can spring up within my heart. I pray even throughout this service the Lord would anoint us with a token well. Dig down there deep. Maybe it's desperation. Dig deep down in that well. Dig down into on the wings of a snow white dove and you'll find out the very thing that had tormented a prophet for years jumped out on that cactus. And he got victory. And he's speaking about it in November. And he passes away within a few weeks. That's another well that we can dig down deep and say, God, give us patience to endure. It would help some of us to endure longer if we dig down into that message. Dig down into that well. And it'll give you strength this year. Go deeper. Life story, as there were several that he spoke. And when you'll find that in the message that there's a story and a life, it doesn't come easy. 
And there's ever-present water from the rock. These are places that it's not just where you dig and you go through your life and find nothing. But these wells have already been dug years ago. My precious friends, there's a boundless spring that God wants to flow through your families, flow through your lives, flow through our church. Hallelujah. There's ever-present water from the rock. There's a handwriting on the wall too. There's shalom there. There's peace there. There's a seal there. There's a rising of the sun there. And it was actually in that well, in that message as we spoke on Wednesday, that he turned the picture sideways and said, have you ever looked at it in the right way? Some of us might have been in the message for years and we just need to dig down into that well and say, wow, it's been there all the time. It just needs to be turned the right way, you say. And watch that springing, that lively springing water, which is speaking of a revival in the springtime. I held the hands of the family on Friday, knowing their father had just passed and was able to say to them that you've now entered into another season. This is another time. There's a turning of the page. This is part of life where there comes a season of a change and to know that it's not just we don't sorrow as others sorrow, but we still sorrow. But yet we know it's a turning of the corner. It's a new day. It's a new chapter. So it is after the winter time that you can have a reviving of a springtime. Dig down into that well. It's speaking. This is kind of amazing. But the scriptural... Part of this word springing, when the Bible says in the valley, Isaac's servants found a well of springing water, it spoke of relatives. I thought that's very amazing. It spoke of relatives and life, something of substance and, and, and things that are um, an appetite for life. And a moving, a renewal. It spoke of the body now and how they found springing waters. They found a refreshment. In their relatives. I thought, God help us sometimes. We, we can get so common with one another. This is a family of God. But when you tap into that well and find out we're part of a body. Then when that love starts moving deeper. Brotherly kindness starts moving deeper. We're talking about moving deeper in 2018. Don't you love the word of God? It just makes everything come out right then. Isaac was the seed of Abraham. So the spiritual seed of this message that came through our prophet William Branham, we will inherit the land. And Isaac was Abraham's son. He was his seed. So we are sons and daughters of God that carry the genes of our father. We've heard that phrase. You've been looking more like your father every day. You've been looking more like your mother every day. Speaking about the word. That's a compliment. We've been looking more like the word every day. Hallelujah. There's certain traits in our lives. There's certain attributes that come from our father. There's certain characters that reflect our family strain. And one of these was in Isaac that we're just dwelling on for a little bit. He was a well digger. If you look in the next part of these verses throughout this chapter, he was a well digger. He wanted fresh water. 
But he knew where to dig. And it wasn't just a natural lineage, but it was actually a spiritual seed. He knew life laid in the water. He had a true revelation of prosperity that we all must carry tonight. And that is that we've got to have a moving water of an experience in our lives where it's flowing. Where it's active. God help us Lord. Bring it to that place. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. This is a scripture that I know has been ministered on a lot in the last year or two. But I just want to take out of this. This thought of depth. Depth. As we're speaking about deeper. Deeper in 2018. Let's not just talk about it. Let's go deeper. That means take your shovel and put it to work. You say, that's works. No, it's faith in action. And if you've got a a real faith, it'll get the shovel and start digging deeper. Ephesians 3, which is for mature believers. And And I truly pray this for you in 2018. In verse 14. Ephesians 3.14 For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. That's a good New Year's desire that the Lord would answer this prayer that we be strengthened with might, by His Spirit, in the inner man. Drink some water. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes, passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow, what a desire. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. Can we say all? That we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Praise God. This year God is able, more than able, to do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think. But if you ask anything in His name. If you follow along and allow allow the earth to come out of the ground, dig a well, go deeper. God guarantees you life. He guarantees you an active springing up. Verse 21, And to Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages and world without end. Praise be to God. How many would say, God, give us more water this year? I know we live in the Northwest and we have a lot of natural water, but spiritually, I lived in Phoenix for a while. That's a desert place. And naturally, there's not a lot of water there. So there's a, I mean, this world is groaning, groaning. But there's a little people that wants to go deeper, 
deeper. We know we need that water. David had this revelation. That's why he loved Bethlehem. Because it was a place of fresh water. Good water. He'd take a real good drink of the word or a good drink of a real Sunday night service and it was good water. Hallelujah. Oh, for a drink of some fresh water. And that drove his men to get him that drink. It inspired people around him because they wanted to go deeper. If this is going to help our king, if this is going to satisfy his desire, there's a little bride at the end time that has the same revelation. If it's going to satisfy our king, if it's going to help the body, I'm going to dig deeper. I'm going to fight my way through unbelief. I'm going to get our Lord Jesus a fresh drink. Moses had this revelation. He knew the people needed water. That's why that rock, when he smote it, is a type of Christ. It followed them. Say, please explain that. I'm not here to explain that. The Bible says the rock followed them. They needed water. So the rock, which is Christ, follows the believer. I say, follow us, Lord Jesus. Give us a desire like Isaac that had a desire to dig in the same places. Let me say it like this, as this was just, this has been on our hearts for weeks. This thought of digging the wells that Abraham dug to go back. And Isaac called their names after the names by which his father had called them. What had brought life to Abraham, Isaac wanted it. What had brought a springing experience in Abraham's life was also going to bring life and spirit in Isaac's life. And our prophet was anointed to go to certain places in the Word. And the anointing and the power that was struck in the message. When you go to those same places as the bride, in the, in the revealing of the word, the bride starts digging in those same places, it will bring the same springing water. It will bring the same life, the same power. Are we all together tonight? I, I know Sunday nights are a little difficult sometimes, but this is, this is good inspiration. You go back to those same messages and the same power will come on you. The same overcoming power that was on our prophet, you dig there today, it'll happen today. The same thing that brought revival back then is bringing revival today. Because it's unleashing and an anointing. And Satan does a very good job of putting earth, putting a lot of rocks, trying to fill up those wells. But I believe the bride is very good at going back to those wells and digging up those same places, going back to the seven seals. I remember as a teenager, as a young man, uh, going through the seven seals, the seven church ages, going through Daniel 70 weeks and going through adoption, going through the Hebrews books. Uh, If you want to go to a spiritual university, get yourself alone. Dig down into these things. Queen of Sheba. If you want to find out what she admired in Solomon, what she was looking for, if you want to know about the character of the Queen of Sheba, dig down into that message. 
This is good for us to hear because as time goes on and those that came out of the world and came into the message, but it's important that our children find that same uh, springing water in in these experiences, the same thrill, the same passion, the same drive that happened in some of you parents can happen in the new generation. And we need to take them back to that well and dip down in there. And I pray, God, let us go to greater depths. That's what deep means. Deeper. In 2018, it's like deep seas. Deeper. Of a deep, extreme place. In the the last years, there's been aircraft that have crashed into the ocean and they try to find that aircraft and they have to send down special Uh, machines with cameras and things because down in the depths of the ocean there's unfathomable and cavernous places that are they say they use the word bottomless but I'm speaking of the deep things of God and the profound things of God things that are hidden and above men's scrutiny especially the divine counsels of God we've been invited this year to go deeper and we're not speaking of things hard to understand yesterday when I was thinking about how this might be taken I didn't want it to be coming across that I'm not speaking of things hard to understand or to go over the people's head. You say, oh, that's a deep preacher. Those things are deep. We don't want it to be that way. We, we want it to be where the deep things of God can be rooted in our lives. We can dig down into that experience. You can find it yourself. These deep divine counsels. Can I go a little further? Deeper. Brother... Murphy this morning started to get on this water and on the seed. And I, and I just said in my heart, just keep moving a little on, move along. And he moved right along. Amen. So a predestinated seed of God must have water. Spoken word is the original seed. But the Branham said a seed must have water to grow. Say, but I'm seed. I'm predestinated. Glory to God. But we've got to have water to grow. He said you put a seed in the ground and there's no moisture in the ground. It's dust. It won't grow in the dust. He said it can't. It's got to have a certain percentage of moisture or it won't grow. Then he said the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. It must have moisture. And I pray God never let this message get to a place where it's just killing me. We can kill one another with just the letter, the letter, the do's, the don'ts. So you got to stop that. That's the time just to, just to stop it and say, God, let your spirit. We've got to strike some moisture here. Yes, Lord, it's not do's and don'ts. His word is a seed. And he put a seed in your soul. But we've got to have moisture. It's always been a desire on my heart to have my wife and children in a church where there's moisture. Hallelujah. Where there's wells. I think it's in your heart too. That's why we're here together. And we should help one another throughout the year not to get formal and cold. Hallelujah. Hit a gusher. 
When you hit water, people know about it. When the brothers were doing the work on the, on the uh, washrooms here, and all of a sudden there's a lot of commotion going on. One of the brothers had sliced into one of the, the water things out there. Oh, there's all kinds of you know, activity going on. How can we stop this? And what can go on? Because water in a wrong place can cause damage. But there's times you start getting thirsty and hungry for a real springing well. And you're looking for some activity. Hallelujah. You need a gusher. Brother Branham quoted this and talked about in Luke chapter 8, verse 4. And he's talked about the sower went forth to sow. Some fell by the wayside. Some the fowls of the air devoured. Some fell on a rock and they sprung up and it withered away because it lacked moisture. It lacked moisture. Brother Branham said, I believe that it's near the harvest time and seeds have been planted. Denominational seed of the churches. Pentecostal organization, he said, great men like Or Roberts, Tommy Hicks and Tommy Osborne, great men of God. I believe the word of God has been planted. Unadulterated away from those organizations. He said, the seed plant must have seed water. Have you ever heard that before? The seed plant must have seed water. That's why an elected seed can't feed off of that and live. They've got to have seed water. Hallelujah. He said the seed plant must have seed water before it can grow. It must have water before the seed that's been planted can grow. Oh, you say, well, Brother Branham, and he goes on and he said, oh, I'm catching your thought now. You just can't hide it. Be careful what you're thinking. You know, tonight the Lord knows what you're thinking. He knows some of you are saying, God, I need water this year. Last year was always thirsty. You say, how was your year last year, brother? Oh, I'm glad it's over. Fresh new year. And he already knows your heart is saying, I need some moisture. And right in the service there, oh, brother Branham. And he said, be careful what you're thinking there. You say, well, brother Branham, he said, I'm going to express your thought right here. We've had the water. He's preaching on water and preaching you got to have water. And somebody was thinking, but we've had the water. And he was saying, I'm going to express your thought here. We've had the water. That's correct. You have had the water. But you ever plant cabbage or anything or seeds? And they got water there. Just pour a little on them. What did we have in that planting time? The former rain. And you say, oh, Brother Branham, nonsense. He said, just wait a minute. You take the word former in Joel 2 and look at it in the Hebrew word. If you want to write it down, it's mora. Hebrew word. Is, it means teaching. The teaching rain was, went forth. And he talked about the denominational teaching rain. A million more in 44. Baptists. So and so members. And Or Roberts and them brothers. I'm making a point right here. Because that kind of water isn't going to bring you to life. Brother Branham's talking about that denominational teaching, Pentecostal move, and the great Pentecostal move. They moved millions. But the seed has went forth, the word, for the minority group. That's you and I. This year we've got to have message water. Holy Ghost water. When I was thinking about this, I thought of the message thirst. Thirst. 
And he said, if you don't have water, you're going to perish. Say, why are you talking about so much about water tonight? We need to dig down into that, that valley and hit a springing water. I pray that for you. Pray that for one another. It's not the preacher that needs to do all the digging. We get lazy sometimes. The preacher, you do the studying and the praying and things. And No, we all need to dig deeper now in the spirit of revelation. So that you can say, I've been there this week. I've seen in the eyes of young men and young ladies, they, they've been there already. God's already laid it on their heart. They listened to that message or read that in the Bible. All of a sudden, they start really getting interested. you know what it was? It's not that the minister really struck a vein. God had already struck a vein in the individual. And God, the Holy Spirit's confirming that through the ministry. Oh, our services would be much more of a, of a fulfillment If we could realize that we have natural thirst and we have spiritual thirst for water, but we're in need of those things or you'll get dehydrated. A healthy person can lose strength and they start getting headaches. How much water you've been drinking? And you start getting dehydrated. This is Brother Branham saying this. And if you don't supply that thirst, you'll perish. You can live without food, but you can't live without water. You can fast for 40 days without food, but you couldn't do that long without water. You just simply dry up and die. You must have water. And the thirst that comes in you, it's to show that the body's in need of something. To keep it alive, the body has got to have water in order to stay alive. 2 Kings chapter 3. Let's go to this. Just have a couple more scriptures. I think I'm going to cut some things out tonight. Second Kings chapter 3. We're just going to have a couple more scriptures and things and I'll allow you to go. Oh, the Lord is mindful of our needs. Go deeper. We're going to find here that even a prophet of God got into a bad mood, got into a bad sort. 2 Kings 3.15, and he said, bring me a minstrel. 2 Kings 3.15, bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And that's good for a believer. Get in a good atmosphere. Be in a place where Christian music can come around you. Then the hand of the Lord can come upon you. And that's when he spoke in verse 16, when he was in the Spirit. Thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I pray that for this year for your valleys. That valley shall be filled with water. That ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beast. This is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. 
And ye shall smite every fenced city. I think this is a good promise for 2018. Ye shall smite every fenced city, every choice city, and shall fell every good tree, and stop all wells of water, and mar every good piece of land with stones. He's talking about doing that to the enemy. It might be the off switch this year or the power button. They're doing it to you. Why don't you turn it right around? Fill that fountain with some of their own goodness. Say, what are you talking about? This is, this is warfare. It says, going in a negative direction. Fill it up. Stop these wells of water. And you can look down verse 20 on down through and that's when they, these things begin to come to pass that the water began to flow and the whole country was filled with water and the Moabites started to come up and you can see in verse 22 when it rose up in the morning the sun rose upon the water and the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood and they said this is blood the kings are surely slain they've smitten one another now therefore Moab to the spoil they started to get excited but when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and smote the Moabites so that they fled before them. But they went forward, smiting the Moabites even to their country. And they beat down the cities. And on every good piece of land cast every man his stone and filled it. And they stopped all the wells of water. This is the believers doing this to the enemy. Stopped all the wells of water and felled all the good trees. Only in in this place left they the stones thereof. Howbeit the slingers went about it and smote it. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom. But they could not. I tell you, God has already gone before you this year. And though the enemy rise up with their hundreds or thousands, God's already prophesied. This is my people. They're going to inherit the land. Dig deeper. You watch in verse 27. This is a real sign of a worldly king and a worldly spirit. He took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and returned to their own land. This is what the world does to their young people. When they see they're not getting what they feel they'd like to get, they start sacrificing their young people to the gods of this evil age. And that's where a believer's got to know. That's not a spiritual sign. And making the valley full of ditches. Brother Branham preached this message in Shreveport. Instead of reading the Bible, we're reading love stories. Instead of reading that, we read everything else. We ought to be reading God's Bible and on our knees, praying for God to help us, awakening in our soul, a crying out to the Lord, but we don't. He's talking about digging the valley. Dig it full of ditches. 
And he said, the first thing I want you to do is go out here and make this valley full of ditches. Dig just as hard as you can. Dig. For thus saith the Lord. Watch this. You'll not see wind or rain, but this valley shall be full of water. More ditches, the more water. This is a supernatural promise that I'm going to do it for you. It's not going to be natural rain. I'm going to do this for the bride of Christ. Brother Branham said, what did he see? He saw a vision of that spiritual rock that Moses had already smitten, that he'd been speaking to. He just spoke to the rock, and it was ready to pour forth the water. Then ditches was made for it to run in. That's the job of the ministry. Hallelujah. God's already spoken it, but let's dig ditches so that water can run. Run. Go out there into specific places. Oh, how we need to get in the spirit this year. Bring a minstrel. See, my spirit's all, I'm just upset at bring a minstrel. Say, work has got me all caught up, or school, or I don't know what decision to make. The prophet knew enough to know, bring me a minstrel. I've got to have the atmosphere right. This is good instruction for 2018 as we dig deeper. You've got to have the Spirit of God for the seed word to come down to live. You've got to have the moisture. That's when thus saith the Lord came and said, Dig the valley full of ditches. So as we've just got a few more minutes... I just want to bring you back to our opening scripture about Isaac and about how he was digging in the place. I wish we had some more time here, but I just want to lay this in for the next five minutes or so. Isaac was digging in the same wells that his father Abraham had dug. And Brother Branham talked about Billy Graham and Graham being six letters, Abraham being seven letters. And our prophet, William Branham, is seven letters. But now, and and after the seals especially, you'll find Brother Branham triggering this and saying that about Billy Graham, how he was a messenger to Sodom. And the two angels went down to Sodom to preach the gospel, to call the righteous out. They didn't do many miracles, but they smote them blind. And the preaching of the word smites the unbeliever blind, a perfect modern Billy Graham. We're talking about now applying Billy Graham and that denominational. And and Brother Branham brings it in here of preachers, Sankey, Moody, Finney, Calvin, Knox, and so forth. And Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. But never had a man in there that ended in his name like with H-A-M, like Abraham. But Billy Graham, H-A-M. But notice six letters, Graham, but Abraham is seven. Never have we had it, but there's a messenger down in Sodom saying, come out of it. And God, now this might shock some of you, but he said God had sent the correct man, Billy Graham. How many believe that tonight? Six letters, a messenger with H-A-M. He was the correct man. 
calling them from Sodom. And they received the sign of the preaching of the gospel. And they were getting it. The world over today, they're getting it. A precious brother, Billy Graham, with a message of salvation, come out of Sodom, with his name ending with H-A-M, meaning father of the peoples or nations. But there was a messenger also that stayed with Abraham. Seven letters, A-B-R-A-H-A-M. And notice as he said, he give him a sign. That's the sign we're under. He would turn his back to the audience and know the secrets of the heart. That's under our prophet messenger. Stay with us now, friends, because we're talking about digging wells in the same place that Abraham was digging. And sirs, we would see Jesus in 1964. You look at Abraham, the elected group. He stayed back there and performed a sign with them. And you know all the histories of the world and the history of the churches. There's never been one time where you had a reformer or any man that had a great ministry to the Gentiles that their name ever ended in Ham, like Abraham, until now. Then he talks about Billy Graham, a great revivalist. Down there in Sodom, among the denominational churches, calling out what he can. We've had them. But there is one down there to the church formal, Sodom, with an H-A-M, meaning Father to the Nations. But the bride has had another message, ending in Ham, that is from the heart of God. I want to take this one quote of Brother Branham where he's talking about Billy Graham and reformers and men and great ministries and great revivalists. And I want to say this. William Branham was more than a reformer. He was more than a great man. I know some of you older, this is basic, but our children need to hear this. This is a well. I remember from a little boy raised in the Branham Tabernacle. And when this revelation strikes your heart, You realize, that's why Billy Graham or Roberts and all these televangelists that our brother Murphy mentioned this morning are to Sodom. They're not to us. We've received the message of God. Thus saith the Lord. And those are the wells we need to dig at. I'm not speaking about Billy, Brother Branham being our, our seed after the flesh. I'm not speaking about following a, a man in that sense. I hope you understand what I mean. Christ is the message. But it came through a channel. Abraham had seven letters. Branham has seven letters. You say, you're following a man. It's Christ. Because Melchizedek gave a message to Abraham. And that's what brought the change of the body to Sarah. And Abraham was the word. So it is in the new generation, through the Isaac generation. Dig in the same well, you'll get the same anointing. Brother Branham was more than a reformer, more than a great man, more than a great preacher, more than a great revivalist. He was a major word prophet. Our children and young people need to hear this. That's what's different about us. And we don't need to water it down, friends. It ought to get stronger than ever. Because when that revelation strikes, they'll want to burst into that well themselves. Who is this Melchizedek? Brother Branham said, Now it's promised that in the last days, the same God, same Christ, would come here and reveal Himself as the Son of Man. 
He's promised in Malachi 4 and all the different scriptures that in the last days the church would be setting just exactly like it is today and the world would be. He's talking about Billy Graham and bringing in his own ministry. You'll watch a prophet. He was leaving it to the people to get the revelation. How few of times in the message did he actually spell out his name and say, see it, seven letters. I'll let you answer the question. Because it's the bride is going to catch that revelation. Once you catch that, then I need to dig in that well. You don't need to go to all the other wells. It's stagnated waters. Oh, you say, but they prescribed it. Or this is what this said. Or, friends, and you'll realize as they're finding today, it's laced with other, with the opiates are laced with other things. Satan has other mixtures. That is not your power is in the pill. It's in the gospel. Friends, it's not natural things that should be our release point. It should be the Word of God. I was just back in Ohio uh, several times in the last few months. Once to Brother Snodgrass's and in Lima, Ohio. And Ohio is the opioid capital of America. That is where their prescription drugs. They, they go to one doctor and get a prescription. Then go to another and get a, another prescription. And then they lace it with all kinds of other drugs and other mixtures. People get addicted to it. It is a lifelong struggle. And they'll take a pill for this, take a pill for that, and doctor prescribed this, and doctor prescribed this, and they're sharing it around. I tell you, friends, in this generation, it's not those pills that's going to get us out of here. It's digging down in a well of the Word, where something springing up can come out and say, I'm taking God at His Word. Don't get me wrong, I'm not against things if God has allowed some way of healing through your life. But I'm talking about digging deeper into an, a bottomless, unfathomable, deep area with God. Oh, this needs to be spoken. I mentioned it Wednesday night, but Brother Bradham said God could not push us through a little pipe and pull us out on the other end and then say, blessed is he that overcometh. You had nothing to overcome. He just pushed you through. But, you, but you've got to make decisions for yourself. And he said, I have to make decisions for myself. And in doing that, we show our faith and respects to God. You can come forward to the altar. You can give your life to Christ. You, you can receive the revelation, I'm a seed of God. But then you've got to walk out and apply what you heard. Amen. You've got to water that daily. And that's where the failure is in the church. God can give them an experience with God and, and a great deliverance. But they've got to go out and water that through the week. God help us, friends, to, to realize that's what we need. God's not just going to push you through a pipe and then say, Blessed is she that overcometh, he that overcometh. He gives you the word. You apply the word. You dig it deeper. Let's end tonight with 2 Kings chapter 13. I want to end the service with some hope for the new year. 
dig deeper in 2018. When we, when we look at one another so fervently, so sincerely, it ought to be, I want to go deeper. It's good to have some of you that were traveling over the holidays with your friends back home again. And I know school for many starts tomorrow and many are back to work again. It's time now to get back in the harness. Let's not be floaters. Let's not be living off of somebody else's experience. And the preacher's inspiration and they say the anointing in the church, that's all good. But you've got to allow the water. You've got to go and dig down into the well yourself. Is that true, friends? Second Kings 13 is a hope for the new year. It's actually an illustration of Elisha that was fallen sick. 2 Kings 13, 14. Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died. 2 Kings 13, verse 14. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. This is speaking of leadership. Because the king now was under the inspiration of, the, of Elisha now to take bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Can I demonstrate? Brother David, Paris, can you come up here for a moment? It's very good to stay close to the prophet. Right. Elisha, now, and here, now you find these things happening in the king. Take the bow and arrow. So now, Brother David, you pull back. And then the prophet was very near, very near, giving him instruction. That's where we need to be. Not the boom, boom of, uh, of rock and roll, or some boom, boom of some boss. Somebody that's not even where they ought to be with God. Keep me close to the prophet. Take you bow. Take you arrows. Brother David, this is where you go. This is the direction. Take you bow. Take you arrows. And he put it. Just come a little. Come over here, Brother David. And and you just keep shooting over this way. Brother Roger there. Brother Roger. Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Lord, put your hands upon my life this year. Is the message getting across tonight? Put your hands, Lord, upon my hands. Let the Word guide me. Let the Holy Spirit guide me. This is leadership. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it, and Elisha said, shoot. Shoot, Brother David. Shoot. I know it, brother. You're good at it. And he shot, and, the, and he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. I tell you, that's a whole message in itself. The arrow of the Lord's, he wasn't shooting over here, west, north. Or, uh, you know, I'll just go where I want to go. I'll just have a job I want to have, and I'll go, no, you can't do that. Let the Word guide you. Go in this direction. Be sensitive to the Lord. The arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance for Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians 
and in this place till thou have consumed them. Is that good, David? You're going to overcome and consume the enemy this year because God's word has already been spoken to you. And he's right there with you. Never forsake you. Amen. Shoot in this direction. And he shot. This is wonderful. And he said, take the arrows. Verse 18. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. Now watch this. Brother David, you just stand over here and you you got the arrows. Can you just demonstrate smiting the ground with the arrows? Well, good job. Okay, you can. uh, You know. (laughs) All right, brother. So let's say you got the arrows in your hand, okay? Arrows of deliverance. Just smite them on the ground, brother. Good job, brother. Let's all give Brother David a round of applause. Thank you, Brother David. Now, I want to close with this inspiration. So he smoked thrice and stayed. So the inspiration from the word came. Strike it. Dig ditches. So he, you say, well, he was obedient. He took the word and he smote it more than once, more than twice, more than a double portion. He smote it three times. Verse 19 is a very amazing verse. Because the man of God was wroth or upset with him. And said, thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hadst consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. In other words, the inspiration that was on this man to strike it thrice. You say, oh, that's good enough for me. No, it came through the prophet. He was upset with him. Why didn't you move under this inspiration more? You would have had more victory. Now, in conclusion, I'm going to apply that to your life and my life. Looking back in your past, looking back, and now going forward. Because all of us, it looks like that there would have been reason to have been disappointed and shamed in the rebuke of the prophet. It seems like that he could have had a complex and been smote at once. Three times is more than once or twice. And he says, no, you should have done it five times, six times. You would have been more victorious. But watch the next two verses. And Elisha died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, so a man passed away somehow, that behold, they spied a band of men, and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. What they thought was for death, and we're running from the enemy, but they threw him into the bones of the prophet, and he was revived. I'm sure he was shocked. He died. And then he wakes up down in some wherever they were, and the enemy's coming, and he's alive. Because the bones were anointed. The 
power of God was still with the word. Now this is where I need to bring your thoughts now as we close. For 2018. It looks like after verse 18 and 19. That they would have had reason to have been in a bad mood. Or disappointed. Oh man. I probably went back home and said I should have done this. I should have done that. Maybe you've been shamed in the last years. Maybe you've been embarrassed by your life. Maybe constantly when it comes to the word, you feel like you fall short, fall short. I've struck it three times and he said five or six. I always feel like I'm falling short. But God was going to show a great miracle immediately following that to show that the anointing and the power and the blessing was still with them. Does that give you hope for the new year? That in spite of the reversals in your life, and and, and friends, I'll be very honest with you, there are trigger points of things in all of our lives that Satan constantly tries to use of reversals. Help me close here. This is very important. Things that happen, embarrassment, you failed, you should have done more. All of those things we've had in our past. But as we dig deeper into 2018, don't get stuck in all the earth and the rocks and the log jams. Stay focused on the water. So as we look back, the missteps and misunderstandings, the refusals, The rejections. This came into my heart just yesterday. That's why I'm following my notes very clearly. It's for somebody. But in spite of all of that, God is ministering hope in the new year by saying, come on, that was in the past. Let's go. And this man could have had a lot of reason to say, man, I just three times, three times, and that's how many times you're going to be an overcomer. say, oh, Man, I should have done it five times. I so missed it, man. Look at that. And friends, as we come into the new year, God has given you hope to look beyond all of that. He shows it in the Bible by doing a miracle and raises a man from the dead. In spite of their, in spite of their dilemma and their failure, a man was rose from the dead. And you see that in Joshua's ministry. The very chapter when they didn't have discernment and they allowed the Gibeonites to come in. They didn't pray about a matter. It seemed like a horrible failure. The congregation got upset with the ministry. Everyone's in a turmoil and confusion. And the very same uh, verses to follow, Joshua stops the sun. And you watch in your own life and in the church. There might be things happen and go on. Right behind that, God will do a miracle. God will do a healing. God's going to show His power. Thank you, Brother Sam Waldner. God is going to show that God's healing and miracle is still with the body. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Deeper. Deeper. So however dig uh, deep you dig your ditches this year is however deep God can use you. He wants to accomplish things through your life and all around us. Let's, can we all agree together? Let's dig deeper this year. Hallelujah. Dig into those reservoirs. Let's sing that song.
When the musicians come, deeper, deeper, yet I pray, and higher every day and wiser. Precious Lord, in thy precious holy word. Can you bring that up, Brother Frey? Hallelujah. We'll sing the chorus together. Just lift up your voices as we close. to heart tonight. Isaac was digging in wells that had been covered over by the Philistines. That means somebody had been there before. He started digging, digging. We don't have to reinvent the wheel or say it all better. No, it's the anointing of the word back on your life. Gives you deliverance, gives you power, gives you leadership. We bow our heads. We would just say, Lord, That's my heart's desire. Deeper, deeper. Deeper, Lord. Sharpen our shovels, Lord. Sharpen the word, God. Let it come to our hearts, Jesus. If there's anything we need to make right and things out from under the blood, let us bring them quickly in under the blood, Jesus. Let the wine and oil be rich this year. Father, we raise our hands. We want to go deeper, Lord. Take us to fathomless places, deeper to the depths of God, not intellectual only, but down to a place where our souls can make contact. 
Jesus and when it comes into a time of a great need and trouble as the lady in the scripture had trouble and they were coming to take away her home and she went to the word and the word said bring in the pots bring in all these vessels and you did a miracle in her house filled up all them vessels however many vessels they could get in the house is how much oil they had God, don't let our houses this year be full of just one or two or three on the mantle. But let us bring it in, oh Jesus. Fill our homes, fill our lives, our work, our school, our fellowships with more of this oil, more of these vessels, empty vessels, not a few. But fill them, Lord Jesus. Take our assembly. Take our families. Take our marriages. Take our young people. Take our older ones, Jesus. Take our middle age. Take us as a body. These first few days of the new year calls for an acknowledgement, Lord, of consecration, pondering. I pray we would not take the word as we read in 2 Kings there. Maybe sometimes in the past, Lord, we failed to smite it as many times as we should have. And that's why the blessings were few. But may we take these things to heart under the anointing of your word, Jesus, and strike it, strike it, strike it, Jesus. And put those things behind us and those failures, that, those trigger points where Satan would bring us to defeat. May we be strong men and women and mature in our faith. And apply the word, Jesus, that we would have victory in this coming year. We surrender. We yield. And if there would come a time we'd get in distress or trouble, let us use the words of your prophet and bring a minstrel. Bring an atmosphere. Let there come a sweetness. Let there come the love of God. Let there come forgiveness. Let someone get broken. Let someone break through and make a way for the others so that there could be a channel opened up so the wells of springing water could come up into that place. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Go with us now, even from these services. Let it affect us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, through the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Not just momentary little, uh, little, uh, little sips of drink or little sips of this, but let us really go to that place where we can really jump into those waters, really drink it down on the inside, gulp it down sometimes. This world wants us to be so dehydrated, Lord where we're just living off, barely making it. I pray it wouldn't be that way this year. But as we dig deeper, that water would come down into those special places, Lord, that we'd all live under the benefits. I pray, Jesus, as we go, we bless your name. And we thank you, God. Let's sing the last verse.